Welcome to the Regulation Podcast, brought to you by the Institute of Regulation. Our aim is to demystify regulation and try to help you understand what it's all about, what it's all for, and why it matters to you, to businesses, to organisations, and to the public they all serve. My name is Anthony Oliver, and I'm going to lead the discussion as we tackle some of the big issues facing regulation across the UK. We're going to talk to some of the people who are driving forward regulation and give you a new perspective on what it's all about. So let's make a start. Let me introduce our first guest, Martial Bou. Uh, Martial is a founder of the Institute of Regulation and he's really going to set the scene for us about what it's all about. So welcome, Martial. Well, uh, it's lovely to be here. Thanks, Anthony. Uh, great. Well, you're currently Chief Executive of the Equalities and Human Rights Commission, uh, a role which you uh, took up in the middle of last year. And before that, you led the Independent Parliamentary Standards Authority overseeing, well, amongst many other things, MPs, salaries and expenses. Exciting times, I'm sure. Um, of course, prior to that, uh, you were at the National Audit Office and clearly you're very experienced in the world of regulation. So what prompted you to launch this new organisation? Well, uh, as you say, I am, I'm keen on regulation. I think regulation is really important. But uh, unlike many other professions, dentists or accountants or engineers or uh, teachers, you know, who have uh, professional bodies who help them to get together and to acquire skills and to train, um, regulators don't have that. Um, it's a relatively new profession. Um, and because there isn't a professional body, there isn't a, a network that's well established for people who are working in regulation uh, or people interested in regulation. Um, some of us who work in the sector in, in a number of different bodies, we thought that there was it was about time that there was a professional body. And that's what we've done. We've got together and we've created an institute that will help people uh, who are already working in regulation and people who want to become um, members of the regulatory profession to professionalise, to understand what it's all about. So how would you describe your current role in uh, regulation? Well, um, currently, as you say, I, um, I'm Chief Executive of the Equality and Human Rights Commission. And the key thing that we have to do as a regulator is to enforce equality law. There is, a, there is an, an Act of Parliament, the Equality Act, was passed 12 years ago. And it protects people. It protects people by their protected characteristics. There are nine of those, your sex, your race, um, your whether you have a disability or not, for example. And uh, by law, you're protected. And it's our job to make sure that, uh, that companies, employers, public bodies and the government enforces the law and, and make sure that uh, people are treated equally wherever they are. And that's that's the job of, of our regulatory body, is to make sure that that particular law, the equality law, is enforced across Britain. OK. Well, the Institute of Regulation is formally launching in the spring, um, but you've already got a number of high-profile organisations and individuals behind you. So just set the scene for us then. Um, and what's this institute going to do, And I suppose... Um, who is it really going to serve? Well, yes, you're right. We do have a number of uh, regulators that have already signed up. Ofsted, uh, Ofqual in the education sector, CQC, uh, which is a health regulator, a number of other health uh, regulators as well, NHS Improvement, and the Gambling Commission, which regulates the gambling industry. So there are lots of uh, bodies already uh, uh, signed up, universities as well. The government um, is also engaged in conversation with us. 
And this is a body, the Institute of Regulation, that is is going to help people in all of these organisations, all regulators, to learn from each other so that uh, people aren't having to reinvent wheels all over the place. Because many of the issues that we face, whether we're regulating the gambling industry or we're regulating um, telecoms, uh, the telecoms industry or utility industry or, 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 or health or education, some of the the ways in which we are uh, deploying our resources to make sure people uh, obey the rules uh, are similar. And that's what we can learn from each other. Okay. And so you've talked about having uh, organisations as members. Is it about individuals as well or is it just organisations? No, definitely individuals, definitely individuals, because um, we're very much hoping that that people can uh, learn from each other at an individual level as well. So, for example... um, there are people in different regulators who need to understand how to apply fines uh, to organisations that break, break the rules. Or what is the way, what's the best way in which we can publish, as a regulator, publish data about compliance? So rather than think about all of these things from scratch, uh, different regulators can learn from each other and understand what's the best tool to use in order to make people uh, obey the rules. Is it to come down really hard and to ban people from practising, as some regulators can do? Is it to find companies? Is it to publish data? Or is it just to publish guidance and nudge people to, to do the right thing? So all of these are different tools that apply across different sectors, even though the specific way in which they might be applied will differ. So, for example, when I was regulating MPs and I wanted them to uh, obey the financial rules, so you know to cl- claim expenses that they needed to do their jobs, but not to claim expenses that they didn't need. Um, all the all the information that uh, that we gathered was published. It was published so that their constituents could see um, what they were, what public money they were spending. But we did not create league tables because each M- MP is serving an, an individual constituency, and there isn't a hierarchy of of MPs because there's only one in each constituency. So, so when I was regulating MPs, I needed to bear that in mind to make sure that they uh, that they were treated fairly as well as regulated strongly as well. Okay. I mean, it's fair to say that every sector of the UK industry and social activity has some form of regulation. Just set the scene, I suppose, why is regulation important? Well, regulation, the word regulation comes from rules, okay? And we, and we live in a rules-based society because that stops chaos, you know? We need to know... Uh, what rules there are and uh, and how to comply with the rules. Just like when we're driving on the roads, uh, we can't all drive at whatever speed we like uh, and we can't just cross any junction uh, if we feel like it because there are rules, there are, there are speed limits, there are traffic lights. Uh, and uh, those rules of the road enable everybody to get to their destination safely. And so, so regulation in other sectors, not in driving in other sectors, uh, does the same thing. Uh, it protects people, basically. So, you know, regulations protect us from breathing in contaminated air or eating contaminated food, uh, dangerous food. It, uh, regulation stops uh, bad doctors from treating us. It stops bad teachers from teaching our children. These are This is what regulation uh, does. So it stops bad things from happening, um, but it also improves things. So um, so regulators, when they when they're working well, they can encourage organisations, companies, public bodies to improve, not just to stop bad things from happening, 
And so the Civil Aviation Authority, for example, works with airlines to make sure that they implement safety standards that protect passengers when they are when they're flying it's not just about preventing accidents which is obviously absolutely fundamental but it's also about improving practice and that's what Ofsted does in schools um, and other regulators do in the sectors that they regulate just as just the same great I'm pleased that you said it was about actually some positive things as well and not just about stopping people from doing things Um, and I think that's really important but I suppose what would you say are the current challenges uh, facing regulators? Because uh, I suppose a lot of the focus is perhaps around stopping people breaking rules too much rather than driving those more positive um, aspects of the of the industry. Well, you know, it is both. It is both. And, and I think sometimes you can think of regulators like referees, you know, in a, in a, or an umpire in a, in a match, in a football, rugby, tennis, where... Uh, if the referee is doing a good job, you don't spot them, you know, because you're going there to watch the game. And and regulators are the same. You know, you, you don't really want to see the regulator intervening because if the regulator is intervening, something's gone wrong. You actually want to get your electricity or your kids uh, an education or your parent um, social care. You know, you don't want to have to uh, meddle with the regulator. So the regulators are there in the background, protecting people, making sure that things work well. Where are the challenges? Well, you know, at the moment, there are loads of them, I have to say. You know, technology is a key challenge. Um, and we've seen that recently, uh, for example, Ofcom uh, is, is is trying to regulate the internet. There's an online safety bill that's going through Parliament at the moment uh, so that we all can make sure that that, our, that we and our children, our, our friends and, and family, all protected online. Uh, we're not subject to harm or abuse, but we're also able to express ourselves freely. How do you strike that balance? Uh, the Gambling Commission, similarly, is uh, on, on online. You know, there, there are lots of companies now that are offering um, betting sites that are based outside the UK. So how is that regulated? That's a, that's a difficult challenge. Another completely different challenge arises from Brexit because um, when we were part of the European Union, uh, a lot of the regulations came from Brussels. They were called directives and, and now we don't have those. So we need to create our own to replace the EU directives that we've been using for, for 30 odd years. And, and that will be a challenge. Another, another challenge is the environment. You know, the environment uh, cuts across national boundaries. Um, we're, we're subject to the weather that is created in other parts of the world. And, uh, and we need to work with other countries to make sure that um, people aren't able to pollute in one place that impacts people negatively somewhere else. And that's a, that's a real regulatory challenge, apart from a political challenge. So, so there are lots and lots of uh, areas where, where regulators, uh, we think, need to be thinking together, working together and, and tackling common problems together. Okay. And, and closer to home, I mean, give us some examples. What's on your desk at the moment? Uh, well, like all regulators, uh, we have a, I have a small team, it's about 200 people, very dedicated uh, people um, who are employed by the Equality and Human Rights Commission to enforce equality law. So stop racism and sexism and misogyny and um, um, the abuse of, uh, of people or, or the failure of, of disabled people, for example, to get access to, to shops or jobs uh, or trains. So, you know, we've got 200 people and we need to make sure that we're deploying our resources effectively and intervening in a kind of strategic way so that uh, uh, if there is an organisation that is um, behaving badly, 
either to their own staff or to their customers, and that's that that's uh, that that's tackled, and that we uh, we find ways appropriately to uh, show others that um, that this organisation has done the wrong thing, and um, and we take action. So you know, an example would be uh, Pontins. Uh, a year ago, we uh, found that they were discriminating against people with Irish surnames, travellers and gypsies. And uh, we took action and we intervened and we, um, we've asked them to, to uh, implement policies and change the way that they, that, they, um, that they treat their customers so that they're actually complying with the law. But you say good regulation is, is vital to the effective functioning of business and public services and it's about making those businesses better organisations. Um, How is the new institute going to help to do that, to help meet those challenges? Well, um, one really clear way is in sharing good practice. So, you know, uh, I mentioned, I think, risk. Um, all of us uh, in any business, and regulators no different, uh, all of us need to manage risks, financial risks, presentation, you know, uh, publicity risks, political risks. And uh, one of the things that we can do is help people who are, who are responsible for risk management and different regulators to talk to each other so that they can share uh, good practice, they can learn um, how to how to present risk how to enable colleagues within an organization to understand and manage risk effectively you know that's uh, that's one thing uh, that that we can that we can do also there are areas where um regulators sh- uh, share goals so uh, an example would be where ofcom that is responsible for regulating the tele- telecoms industry and uh, the ehrc my own organization which is uh, ensuring a reduction in in online abuse and uh, free speech. Uh, we've got a shared interest. You know, both both organisations want there to be uh, an online on, online space which is safe to use and that people are free to express themselves. So you know, we can work together as regulators, and and one of the ways in which we can do that is under the auspices of of an institute that is enabling people to share good practice, talk to each other, learn from each other and hear from uh, experts and gurus and uh, and academics who are able to um you know help us to improve uh, what we do so lots of work to do there and you're up and running well you will be up and running in the spring you've got a website that's up and running now what happens next with the institute and i suppose how can listeners today really get involved with what you're doing well i'd love i'd love for um uh, listeners to check out our website uh, we're going to be we only went live with it in January 2022, so it's, uh, it's still new, but we're going to be putting more information up there, which will be free for everybody to access who's interested in regulation, who works in a regulator, who's studying regulation, maybe at university. So that's one thing. We'll be holding events, obviously the pod- podcasts uh, such as these, uh, to um, help people to learn from others and find out what's going on in the sector. We've got international um, uh, links as well with New Zealand, Australia, Canada, United States, India, um, and and hopefully that will enable uh, greater learning as well. So, um, memberships only uh, forty eight pounds a year for individuals, and and corporate memberships obviously as well uh, is are available. So so just check out the website and sign up if you're interested. And uh, over time, what we're hoping to do is build a community of people who work in regulation. Um, and obviously offer a job site as well so that people can move between regulators um, and, and share skills in a really, really concrete way. OK, and do you think that's going to be one of the key future regulatory issues, the, the skills coming in? Yeah, no, definitely uh, skills. One of, one of the things that we're doing is working with um, universities to 
to design courses uh, in regulation. They've started doing this in New Zealand. We're going to uh, learn from that and um, start off with a, a two-hour introductory course uh, or a two-day course for those people who want a little bit more information and, and run all the way through to a master's programme in regulation, um, hopefully in a couple of years' time, so that, uh, so that people who are coming into a regulator from a sector... So, for example, often, it often happens that people who are very expert in a, in a sector join a regulator. But these people who know their sectors very, very well, they may know education or, or the railways, they, they, they also need to know a little bit about regulation because that's the job that they're doing now. And so, so, so those are the courses that the Institute of Regulation is hoping to provide so that when people move from the sector and they have all of that content knowledge, then they have a way of learning a bit, a bit about regulation as well. Okay, and hopefully this podcast series will also give people more of an idea about what's going on in, in the in the industry, what are the key issues, etc. Exactly, exactly. So so I hope that on this podcast series we hear from practitioners, uh, people who are working in a particular sector, in health or in, um, in, in business, as well as from academics, as well as from international um, uh, international colleagues as well who are who are doing a good work in in regulation abroad and uh, and often you know we we've spoken to people for example who are regulating the maritime industry in New Zealand and and they've got similar choices to the ones that we have here when we're regulating um, dentists you know it's like how do you make sure that uh, in the most efficient way you are helping a sector or an industry to thrive and to protect the users or the consumers of the products at the same time. It's a really difficult balance and all of us in regulation are trying to do that in different ways. I think that's a very good point on which to uh, to leave it. Thanks very, very much, Marcel. Thanks for joining us today on this new regulation podcast. As I say, the first in a regular series. Uh, there's more coming uh, and we're going to be talking, as you say, to the highest profile regulators in the UK and really getting stuck into some of these big issues that are faced across the sector. And I think probably we'll be back to you to talk to you about your specific work uh, over the next wee while. Thank you very much, Anthony. Bye bye. If you haven't done so already, do check out the new uh, Institute of Regulation website. That's www.ioregulation.org. Uh, you're going to find there a, a heap of useful information about the Institute, how you can get involved, and of course, about the issues and challenges facing regulation. And of course, you're going to find details of the next podcast, uh, which will be with you very soon. So, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, thanks again, uh, Marcel. And on behalf of the Institute of Regulation, I look forward to seeing you again. Thanks very much.